You're listening to The Red Tales, the Moddy Body Red podcast, which candidly celebrates the messy and iconic parts of our teenage years and our bodies. From juggling changing friendship groups, dealing with first heartbreaks, and waking up to changing body parts, our teenage years are filled with the most defining and often cringeworthy moments of our lives. Luckily, we're not alone. Moddy Body Red is the sustainable, easy to use period underwear for tweens and teens. It gives us the best protection against period leaks and stains so we can ditch pads and get on with living our best lives. I'm Sasha Meany, your host, and every fortnight I'll be joined by a young Aussie who isn't afraid to open up about the all-too-relatable moments from their teenage years and how they lived to tell the tale. I was 14 when I had my first kiss. I had just taken my braces off before I met my first boyfriend. We kissed underneath the harbour bridge. And then a few weeks later, we had the year eight social. We danced and made out all night. I was so giddy, but then was overcome by embarrassment when my family, including my three younger siblings, came in the car to pick me up and grill me on the car trip home. Looking back, the kissing was okay, but the five bras I was wearing was excessive. Someone who knows all too well about the reality of our first kiss expectations is Caitlin Williams. In this episode, Caitlin shares her first kiss story. Welcome to the podcast, Caitlin Williams. How are you today? I'm really good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. And uh, well, you're here today to talk to us about something that's a little bit, you know, romantic and, and sweet, your first kiss. Yes. Which I... Um, assuming was the one of well, one of many to come, <laughs> but this is like a fun, a little fun story from you. So, were you? How old were you when you had your first kiss? Set the scene for us. Um, I would have been about sixteen, maybe yeah. seventeen. So I feel like maybe a little bit on the older kind of side for a first kiss. But you know, any time is completely normal. So I would have been in like year eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and technically there were kind of two first kisses. Oh. Yeah. So, how? <laughs> how? So, uh, technically the first kiss was on stage. Ah, yeah. So, nice. all of my friends got to witness that one, um, kissing, kissing whoever I was in the school musical with. What was the school musical? How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Oh, is that the one that Daniel Radcliffe was in yeah. long ago? <laughs> that yeah. is exactly the one. And um, were you the receptionist secretary lady? I was indeed. I was a Rosemary. Rosemary. Um, and so all my friends got to witness that one. They all kind of knew it was coming. I remember it happening and then it was in rehearsal, obviously, and then I walked off stage and a whole bunch of my friends like piled on me. That's so, I would be so anxious. I would. <laughs> it was, it was a lot. Um, it was, it was mostly funny, but I remember the guy that I was into at the time was, he was in the musical and I just remember him like kind of reaching over and like patting my head. As you were kissing this other boy? No, 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 no. As everyone um, piled in on me to give me like hugs and congratulations afterwards. It was very, it was very kind of like, oh, uh, but you're, you're the one that I would like to be kissing, but I'm never going to say that because I'm too shy. Oh, bless. And the other boy, the one that you did have to kiss, was he your friend? Did you? Yes. Yeah, we were pretty good friends. That's so good. he was very good about it, but um, it didn't stop anyone from making any jokes. <laughs> did you set boundaries? Are you like, okay, so it's a peck. It's going to last five seconds. I don't know that we did. I think all I remember from that, it, it was quite wet. 
Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> and obviously, like, we had to kiss every single night of the show. And that's that's all I really remember. Oh, I, just, I'm literally cringing on the inside. <laughs> I would hate that so much. <laughs> just the sensation. Mm, oh, no. And um, what was it? did you have butterflies? Were there, were there butterflies that were nerves because everyone was watching? Or was it butterflies like, this is my first kiss? Yeah, like, I think I think there was a little bit of oh, I wish my first kiss was a real one and not in front of everyone on stage and kind of just for show. Um, There would have been, I was a little bit nervous, I think. It kind of, I, it's funny that I don't remember the moment in itself. I remember what came after. So I reckon I must have been pretty stressed out and a little bit kind of nervous thinking, because it was a massive musical cast as well. It was like 100 people. Yeah. And I think everyone was in the room and everyone's just in the room watching this scene (laughs) and watching me kiss him. Yeah, so I, I definitely was a little bit, a little bit nervous, a little bit anxious. <laughs> oh gosh! And so then the, so that was also in year ten and eleven. That yeah, it would have been year eleven. Year so eleven. I think that like stage kiss and the actual kiss happened in fairly short succession. Like okay. they happened quite close to each other, I believe. From my memory, I don't remember that well. <laughs> was the second kiss everything that you had wanted in your romantic kiss? No. Oh, really? No. Okay. Um, so who was who was it? Was it the the guy that patted you on the head? No. Um, <laughs> no, that, that happened later. Uh, this was a guy that I was really good friends with. Um, we kind of, we realised that we shared a birthday. He was in the year below. We were really, like, we got along really well. We did a lot of the same stuff, like drama and musicals. And I'd kind of caught wind that he was into me. And I think at the time I just thought to myself, oh, someone's into you. Like that's really exciting. You should be into them. They're really lovely. In a way, I think I thought to myself, like, you should just be grateful someone's into you. Mm. And so he asked me on a date. I think it consisted of going to pretty much just a park after school. I remember it was freezing cold and we're kind of hanging out in this very, very cold park. It's like the sun is setting relatively early because it's winter and I'm kind of shivering thinking, I wonder how I'm going to eventually be like, I need to head home now. Yes. (laughs) Um, And in the end, he kissed me and all I can remember, like with the stage kiss, it's just like sensation. I remember how cold it was. Oh no. (laughs) And I remember a little bit of tongue and me being like, what is going on? And then I think I just must have made some kind of excuse and like pulled away. And then I must have kind of skedaddled out of there and gotten my way back home because I was just like, oh, I, I don't really reciprocate these feelings. I think I just felt like obliged and also like I've got to have my first kiss, right? Like it's such a big milestone that I told myself that just kiss him. It'll be fine. Maybe you'll find feelings along the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing as a child or like as a young young person amongst all your friends. You're Mm. all figuring it out and it happens to others first sometimes and you think, why isn't it happening to me? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I guess I want to do it now. And then you kind of rush into it because you just want to know what the fuss is about, if anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because, like you said, it can take doing it to be like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, like, I think I needed to do that to go, no, you don't just need to kiss whoever's on offer. And, I mean, it's taken me years to kind of – build up my self-worth and I think that moment also stemmed from like a lack of self-worth because it really did stem from me thinking that oh 
someone's into me and, and I should just be grateful for that because not many people are ever into me. So just take the opportunity when it comes. But like now I think I've very much built up my self-worth and, and have a very different opinion of myself. Yeah. Um, and I think that, but that takes so much time. And in high school, especially like you're so vulnerable that sometimes you think, oh, I, sh- I should just do this to be like other people or um, I'm missing out on this experience. So I've got to catch up. I've got to kind of find a way to have that same experience that all my friends seem to have had. Yeah. I also think um, what you were saying of, oh, if somebody likes me, then I need to like them because no one may ever like me again. It is a very young, it is how I feel. Even now sometimes I get yeah. a bit stressed. But I think it's important to know that, like, those are just the people that have come up to you and said something. Yeah. you got to also rationalise and say the amount of times I've liked somebody and done nothing about it. Yeah. Um, there's no point in rushing feelings of love or feelings of even like if yeah. they're not there if they're not there yeah did absolutely. you talk to that boy afterwards did he <laughs> yes so we have somewhat remained friends he moved to Canberra uh for university so I haven't really seen him much since mm. although I have been down to Canberra um and saw him then but we pretty much stayed friends after that and managed to, I think we went on one more date where eventually I said, I'm sorry, I'm not really feeling it. You said um, that to him in person? I think I did. I must have because How I- did I, you come to that conversation? Did you like prepare yourself, write it down on a piece of paper? I, I'm someone who like rehearses conversations in my head. Yeah. So like I will kind of think of what I'm going to say and like literally say it out loud in the mirror sometimes and then think of what the other person could say and mm. then think of what I would respond to that and try to come up with every possible um, answer for any eventuality because mm. it's just like, okay, I need to I need to cover everything that they could say to me and make sure that I have a response for everything so I'm never caught off guard. Mm. Um, so I definitely, I would have rehearsed that a whole bunch before just thinking through in my head, like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say if he's upset? What am I going to say if he doesn't take it well? What oh, was his reaction? I think he took it really well. I, like he, I think just went, okay, yeah, that's, that's fair. And just was really respectful. Um, and I think often I kind of not catastrophize, but I do think those situations are going to go the worst way that they could go. Mm. And often they don't. Mm. And that's kind of always nice when you get that moment of relief of like, oh, that wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. To just be like upfront with my emotions and say, for your sake and for my sake, like, I'm not really feeling this. I don't think it makes sense for me to keep going on any dates with you. And I think in the long run, like, especially in that situation, that keeps myself and that kept him from getting hurt any further which was, I think, a really positive thing. Were you proud of yourself for being able to do that? Because I've had conversations like that where, exactly like you said, the anxiety leading up to it is the worst part. And then the five seconds before, followed by the immediate rush of just emotion of being like, okay, I'm done now. And like the sweating and the like, I've done everything. It's I've purged my system. I've said what I needed to say. Yeah. Were you proud afterwards, after all that emotion stuff? Were you like... Thank God I did that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like I, what was really nice is that we were able to be friends after that. 
And mm. we were able to actually rib each other about the fact that we'd gone on a couple of dates. He would always joke so about yeah. like <laughs> how I how I never reciprocated his feelings. And of course, like for a little while, I felt really bad. And yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but eventually it did just become that kind of friendly banter of him being like making jokes about how I just didn't love him back and whatever. Mm. And it was never with any kind of malice. It was never kind of meant in any kind of mean way. It was just him and I getting along as friends, acknowledging that that had happened and being able to kind of move past that. Yeah, yeah. And from then onwards, how did you approach people that you like? Because I think once you get the ball rolling, you're kind of like, okay, well, what's the next time going to be like and how is it going to be different? What were the what were the next few steps of your, your you know, search for love? <laughs> um, I, I mean... I feel like this is something that a lot of people sometimes feel, or, or maybe it's not, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> um, but I often felt when I had feelings of someone, when I had a crush, when I like liked them, mm. I couldn't ever let them know. Mm. Because if they knew, they'd be embarrassed or they'd be horrified that I was into them. Um, and I think, which is, I think such a sad Caleb, kind of, I yeah. know. <laughs> Um, and this like continued into university as well. I think it just, like I've said, it stemmed from kind of a lack of self-worth, but I did think, oh, they're just going to think I'm weird, I'm, that I that I like them. They're going to think that's really odd and I can never let them know. And so to let someone know, which like I, I did occasionally, and obviously I, I have, I've, I've been in a relationship, um, always felt like it was really putting myself out on a limb and mm. putting myself out in a really, really vulnerable position for them to know that I have feelings for them and for them to be able to actually do something about that or not do something about that. Mm. I think there was just the fear that somehow that would backfire on me and and it wouldn't end very well. And so I remember the the guy who, the one who patted me on the head, um, I had feelings for him. He kind of found out we almost had something for a few weeks and then he kind of turned around and wasn't interested. I think we hooked up at a party like towards the end of year 12 and that was about it. And I think that further reinforced the idea of like, oh, I told the one person I was into that I was into him and he kind of messed me around and then left me kind of high and dry. Mm. But I do, it's taken like time and it's taken plenty of crushes and plenty of kind of misses, but I think I've reached a point where I realise that if you're into someone, it's it's totally fine. Yes, it is a vulnerable position and it'll never not be a vulnerable position, but if they're like a good person and they're the right person, you can usually trust someone else to not just like take your heart and drag it over hot coals. And if they do, then they're not the person that you should be with. Exactly. Like, it is such a tricky time. I kissed my fair sh- share of people in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like a relentlessly oh, not shamed, but like, but put into a position of, oh my God, she's kissing everybody kind yeah. of thing. And I remember thinking, oh, God, I'm icky or I'm yucky because of something that I've done. And now I've gotten older, I've kind of just realised, hang on a second, why do they care? Like Mm, why are these mm -hmm. people talking about me kissing other people? Are they just jealous that I'm not kissing them? Like it's just like it's the most up yourself thing to say, but it's like it's nobody's business. Yeah. This is something that is so intensely private and it takes your own time to come to terms with, like exactly like you said, getting to the point where, you're kissing somebody isn't um, 
isn't going to cripple your self-worth knowing that like, you know, you're more important than this first kiss, that you're more important than this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's so so difficult. And I think the hard thing with high school is that like, it sometimes feels like everything is everyone's business. Yeah. And so you can look back like I do as well, because it was a similar thing of not just thinking about how the other person would judge me, but thinking about how other people would judge me about being into that person. If they think I was silly, if they think I was embarrassing or whatever. Um, It's something that, like you say, should just be your business. Mm. But in high school, I think it often feels like everyone knows everything and everyone's talking about everything and you can't really do anything without it getting talked about the next few days or the next few weeks. Yeah. I would say like if I had a piece of advice for myself when I was that age would be to keep my nose out of other people's business Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because then people would give you the same respect back as well. It's not a tip for tat situation, Mm. but if you're showing people that you're rising above it and you're not getting involved, um, hopefully maybe you could rub off on others. Yeah. 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 And with your first kiss, did you talk to your did you talk to your parents about it at all, like, when it happened? No, I don't think I mentioned it at all. I think I was quite private about that. Wow. And did you, or, or to your friends, were you like, oh, I just didn't like it? Like, what? Yeah, I think out of sensitivity for his feelings as yeah. well, I was careful not to just be like, oh, my God, he kissed me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would have told, like, a couple of my close friends being like, hey, this happened, I don't know how I feel about it or I, I don't feel that great about it because I was also conscious that like he was really into me and I think the knowledge of how vulnerable I feel when I'm into someone made me quite considerate of how vulnerable he would feel because he was into me and I didn't reciprocate that and I didn't want that to be something that he looked back on thinking great so she led me on or she kind of broke my heart or whatever I wanted to be as upfront but also kind of keep it between us Mm. um so I think that and I think that ended up mostly happening. Most of our friends know we had something going on, but eventually it did just become kind of friendly banter. It became a bit of a joke and nothing that was ever like pointed or malicious or mean or anything. How do you go about those nerves now? Um, I think I will either actually just like talk to the person, especially I've realized that my intuition of someone being into me is actually not that off. Like I can usually, you can usually pick when someone is into you and the way that they behave to you. And yes, sometimes it might be a little more, little bit more complicated than that, but you can usually be like, okay, this person's floating back. And so I think I've reached the point now where I'm pretty comfortable going up to someone being like, hey, do you want to go on a date? Hey, I'm into you being upfront with my emotions, putting myself out on a little bit of a limb, I think because I trust my ability to judge that, hey, they they actually might feel that way too. And also I always think of that episode of Friends where Rachel tells Ross that she loves him even though he's um, dating somebody or whatever. And she's, everyone tells her, don't say anything, don't say anything, you'll make it awkward. And then she just says it and she starts laughing. Yeah. And she says... I'm so sorry. I just, I've said it and it sounds ridiculous, but is it a bad thing that I've told you this? And he's like, no, it's always nice to hear that somebody cares about you. Yeah. And I think that's, and I think that's a huge thing. It is really vulnerable to put yourself in that position, but I also think it's extraordinarily powerful Mm. to go out there and say to somebody, I really, really care for you. And maybe it's in that romantic, sexy way and maybe it's not. And if it's not, like if you you don't care about me in that way, it's kind of good to know sometimes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like one of the best conversations I had with one of my close friends at the beginning of this year was him just being upfront and saying, hey, I'm into you. And me being able to say, I don't feel that way back, 
but I really love you as a close friend mm. and I want to keep you as a close friend. And he was able to say, yep, that's totally fine, totally understand. And we've remained close friends. And I think that was that's that, brilliant. like honesty, especially between friends. It's obviously a lot, a lot easier when you know that person, but that honesty is kind of what helps to keep our friendship alive. A friendship and also like your feelings of self-worth when you've yeah. been you've been honest and they've been honest and you don't have to go back and you don't have to overanalyze yeah. what could I have done, what could this be. Because at the end of the day, every first anything is going to be nervous. Yeah. Going out on a limb for somebody, kissing somebody for the first time. Yeah. Breaking up with somebody for the first time. Yep. Everything <laughs> is like nerve-wracking. And the only thing you can do is be honest because otherwise you're just going to shrivel up. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Honesty is, is always the best policy. Better out than in, as yeah. Shrek says. <laughs> Sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, do you have any advice to um, young people who are kind of like you were testing the waters a little bit and, you know, and are uncertain about, you know, romantic endeavours. Do you have any advice for that young version of Caitlin? Yeah. I mean, one, it's just like you're amazing and if you tell someone that you're into them, it's not going to, like that's not an embarrassing thing. Yes, it will make you vulnerable, but it doesn't make you worth any less and it shouldn't be something you're ashamed of. Like you're fantastic and the right person will see that as well. Mm. And just look after yourself. Be, be there for yourself Um, as much as you want to be there for other people and if you're into someone go after it because life is too short to kind of just let those things pass you by beautiful thank you so much caitlin for joining us (laughs) the person the moment the music it's all come together for this perfect moment A light breeze sweeps across your face, giving you ample opportunity to make your move while your locks move gracefully in the air. Nothing can get in the way of this dream, except your alarm clock. First, anything's a nerve-wracking, but it's fair to say your first kiss is up there as one of the most anticipated moments of your teen years. It can feel exclusionary for some and overrated for others. Whatever side of the cheek you're still on, here's our tips to navigating your first time. One, take your time. You might have your first kiss at 15 or at 25. Age is just a number, and while that's easier said than believed, the more pressure we place on ourselves to meet the status quo, the harder it is to develop a sense of self-esteem and confidence along the way. The more we liberate ourselves for being late to the party or drown in our own misery, the more likely we are to disengage from new opportunities and people that come our way. So trust us when we say, it will happen, just give it time. Two, speak up. If for whatever reason you want to kiss someone or you simply want to stop, use your voice, not your mouth. Your feelings and thoughts are always valid, but someone new may be unaware of what you're feeling. Do the right thing by you and find the words you need in that moment so you can feel safe and comfortable. The obligation you feel towards someone should not be at odds with your own well-being. Three, practice makes perfect. Let's be frank. The first time is a test run. Don't expect huge fireworks or perfect synergy. Good kisses take time. Great kisses are made over a lifetime. You'll kiss more than once, so don't fret if the first person or the first few times feel a bit clumsy. Everything works out eventually. Four, chill out. 
You can ask your friends, the internet, or your mum. Whatever source you go to, there is no technique Bible to the perfect kiss. So jump in, match your rhythm and lips with the other person, and just relax into it. Thanks for listening to The Red Tales, the Moddy Body Red podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in to today's episode, related a bit too much to the story, or learned something new, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. If you're curious about how Moddy Body Red underwear protects you against period leaks and you'd love to give it a try, visit our website, moddybody.com forward slash red. You can even join the Red Squad by signing up on our website to receive exclusive VIP offers. Because you've tuned into our podcast today, we're giving you a special offer that's exclusive only to our podcast listeners. Simply use our special code podcast and you'll get a 10% discount on any red product, excluding bundles. Lastly, to keep up with all things red, make sure to follow us on Instagram at moddybody underscore red. Remember, life is messy, but your period doesn't have to be. Listener.